0: Breaking news from KXAN News. Well, breaking news at five o'clock. New court records allege murder suspect Caitlin Armstrong planned her escape attempt a few days ago for months.
1: And Armstrong is accused of killing professional cyclist Mariah Wilson and then fleeing the country, and now she's charged with trying to escape custody on Wednesday. Investigative reporter Kelly Wiley is joining us now to really break down how investigators believe this latest attempt all came together. Yeah,
2: investigators allege that there are months, mu- that really this video only shows a Fraction of her 10 minute escape attempt. Investigators allege in court records she tried to scale a six foot wall, led corrections officers on a mile foot chase, and that she was able to slip her left hand out of her restraints.
0: And Kelly, investigators go further and lay out a plot. They believe she had to escape.
2: Well, first they say there's months worth of video footage showing her running, doing yoga exercises throughout the day. They say they found a metal pin and dental floss in her cell. They believe they she used that to manipulate her cuff off. And last, they lay out some medical requests she made. Investigators say she was able to secure, to secure an outside uh, medical appointment. And they also say that she was able to get a request to have her leg restraints uh, not used. So now it's kind of making sense why we see her running in this video. Okay, and so this charge is an assertion officers were actually hurt during this chase? Yeah, I mean, in the video, we can actually see the officers uh, trying to catch up with her, tripping at times to catch up with her, but this affidavit actually says that there were injuries to their knees uh, made, and that's why this charge is specifically escaped with bodily injury.
0: All right, and we do know that her murder trial is set to begin at the end of the month. Kelly, thank you so much for all of that new information. Thank you. Well, now to the latest in the Middle East. In 24 hours after Israel ordered the entire population of northern Gaza to evacuate, that warning has expired, and now more than 1 million people have to decide whether to abandon their homes. Thousands are already on the move, but Hamas is urging Gazans to ignore the warning.
1: And the death toll continues to rise in Gaza as a result of Israeli strikes. Meanwhile, more bodies are being found inside Israel after Saturday's terrorist attack. More than 1,300 people are now dead in Israel. 27 Americans have been killed. In Gaza, more than 1,500 people have been killed.
0: And across the country, there is extra security and police presence in major cities at synagogues, Jewish schools, and businesses. The former head of Hamas called for a global day of anger today against Israel, encouraging neighboring countries to join the fight. Now, multiple law enforcement officials say they are monitoring increased threats online, but they say none are specific and credible. Now, last night, we told you Austin Mayor Kirk Watson said the Austin Police and Homeland Security and Emergency Management Departments are on high alert to prevent and respond to any attempts at violence here.
1: And meantime, Secretary of State Antony Blinken spent the day meeting with leaders around the Middle East to deliver a message keep Iran out of this war.
0: And as Brie Jackson reports, President Biden is meeting with family members of those who lost loved ones in Saturday's attack.
3: The Israeli military dropping leaflets over Gaza City today, calling on residents to flee south ahead of Israel's planned ground assault to eliminate Hamas militants. As the bombing intensifies, the death toll continues to rise. Chilling images emerging from the region of cargo containers filling with bodies.
4: Cargo full of bodies, hundreds of bodies, of babies, children.
3: The U.S. working on multiple fronts to keep the war from spreading. Secretary of State Blinken in Qatar today meeting with Middle Eastern leaders. Let's not lose sight of why this is happening. Israel is conducting operations in Gaza because Hamas carried out terrorist attacks. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin in Israel pledging U.S. support. Back in Washington, President Biden on 60 Minutes pledging to secure the release of American hostages. We're going to do everything in our power to get them home if we can find them. As the humanitarian crisis grows in Gaza, the United Nations is calling an evacuation impossible, saying any effort to move the region's more than one million people could turn a tragic situation into a calamity. The situation for the two million residents of Gaza is desperate. They are pawns right now. They're victims in the most terrible eruption of violence imaginable. Violence launched by Hamas's surprise attack on Israel that now threatens to spiral across the region. In Washington, Bree Jackson, NBC News.
1: And Lester Holt continues to report from Israel tonight. He talks with a community of Jewish African-Americans who have fled rocket attacks and a group of women about what they've experienced. NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt is right here on KXAN at 530.
0: All right, well, two other news now. And don't forget about tomorrow's annular eclipse. It's the first of two eclipses to pass over us pretty soon. An annular eclipse happens when the moon passes in front of the sun, but leaves a ring of fire visible around its edges. Now, Austin is not in the path of totality for this eclipse, but about 88% of the sun's light will be blocked out. The eclipse will begin around 1023 a.m., and it's going to end at 1.33 p.m. It's going to peak at about 1154 a.m. And, of course, don't forget your eclipse glasses. You're going to need those or you could risk damaging your eyes. Now, the big eclipse is happening in April. We have everything you need to know about both of them, including all of tomorrow's watch parties right now on
4: KXAN.com.
1: Okay, Daniel, so Nick will be at a soccer game tomorrow. He said he's going to stop the game. (laughs) Pause the game
4: or hurry things along uh, so that we can all take a little eclipse break. But people have been asking what the word annular means and why this is called annular. Well, I looked it up. Annular means circle or ring. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're talking about this being more of a ring as opposed to the uh, sun being Mm -hmm. completely blocked off. Mm. So uh, that's where that comes from, right? (laughs) Uh, Let's take a look outside here as we show you what it looks like from the Indeed weather camera at the domain where we've got some scattered clouds. A cold front is moving through the area right now. It's not going to make it cold instantly, but you are going to notice cooler temperatures here this weekend. This is roughly where the front is. It's now southeast of downtown and the i okay. you uh, eventually cooler winds are coming in from the northwest and the winds are picking up now still at 90 in Austin, but most areas behind the front have dropped into the eighties ahead of the front. It's upper eighties or low nineties. And you can see winds are gusting to 17 miles per hour. Now in Austin we will be in the upper seventies at seven low seventies at nine and into the sixties at 11 as the skies slowly clear here tonight. Coming up in first warning weather. We'll show you the impacts of this cold front, an update on the forecast for the eclipse and when rain returns.
1: All right, Nick. Thank you. Governor Greg Abbott inches closer to being able to sign a bill for education savings accounts, but it's not there just yet. The opposition it's still facing.
0: And for anybody thinking about getting a new car soon, we're going to have an update on the auto workers strike and the new action union leaders are calling for.
1: Governor Greg Abbott says the legislature is closer than ever to passing his push for private education subsidies. Now, the plan for education savings accounts, or ESAs, would give families $8,000 to move their child out of public school.
0: But so far, the governor has been at odds with some Republicans in the Texas House who say the plan would hurt their school districts. As KXN's Ryan Chandler reports, neither the governor nor his opponents are backing down.
4: I will not stop until we get ESAs passed in the
5: state of Texas. Governor Abbott, adamant. His final push for ESAs will be victorious. We are on the one-yard line. 18
0: eyes, 13 A's. Senate Bill 1, school choice, has passed.
5: Moments after midnight Thursday, the Texas Senate passed a $500 million bill to establish an ESA program after hours of debate. But some fellow Republicans in the House stand in the way.
3: To me, this debate is about are we gonna
5: fund public schools at a proper level to allow a chance of success for our students. The governor now making clear he will only support more public school funding and pay raises for teachers if the House gets on board with ESAs. I wrote the agenda for the special session as only addressing ESAs. Once ESAs are passed,
4: I will put on the legislative call the full funding for public education, including teacher pay raises.
5: Republican opponents are entrenched, promising to draw out this fight as long as it lasts. If I'm here in
3: November, December, January, February, March, I'll be here. I mean, this is one of those things that I feel passionate about, and we're not just gonna shrink from the responsibility.
5: Nothing's changing. Nothing changes. Ryan Chandler, KXAN News.
1: And the Senate has also passed a bill to increase public school funding by $5 billion and give every teacher a minimum $3,000 raise. Now, we have not yet seen any plans for school finance or education savings accounts from the House. The governor has promised to call lawmakers back in November if they cannot reach a compromise by the end of this month.
0: Going in-depth on this, lawmakers and the tax commission in Oklahoma are at odds on how parents will be able to take advantage of school choice there. Back in May, Oklahoma's governor signed parental choice tax credits into law. For students enrolled in private schools, eligible families could receive anywhere between $5,000 and $7,500. The application period for those credits opens next month, but lawmakers say the rules about how and when parents can claim those credits really doesn't make sense. So now they're considering new legislation to clear up any confusion.
6: All right, it's a big friday of high school football. We're live here in Georgetown. Bit of a crosstown rivalry. Eagles and Patriots. Why both teams are coming into this one feeling good and why it might be a bit closer than people think that's coming up.
4: Another hot day before more high school football tonight. We got to 93 in Austin at Camp Mabry, the hottest day in nine days at that location. The airport even The same temperature at 93, but we've got some sweater weather on the way. We'll show you when the nighttime temperatures get into the 40s.
2: This is a story that takes place in a small town in north central Texas where Friday night football is everything and everyone knows everyone. But their idyllic world was shattered when a beloved teacher vanished from her house in the middle of the night. A gruesome discovery was made a short time later at a local lake that would leave investigators with more questions than answers. Tonight on Dateline at eight on KXAN. Well,
0: as we get into mid-October now, high school football chugs along and the games are getting more important.
1: And tonight there's a crosstown rivalry in Georgetown with the Eagles hosting Eastview and KXAN's Noah Gross. He is out there ahead of the battle. Hey, Noah.
6: Hey Jenny Daniel guys big one tonight you know Georgetown has been a really consistent team over the past couple years they're expected to kind of be at the top of this district Eastview not so much but this is a young team gaining some confidence let's kind of break this one down as we get into the Georgetown rivalry here we know what the Eagles are led by their star running back Andrew Petter they've been excelling through the air so far this season as they really lead this district. Eastview coming off a big win against Glenn. This is a team they would not beaten in years. That win for a young group has given them confidence. Talking to one of the Eastview Patriots assistant coaches before the game, he was saying that this team is really starting to believe with a lot of these young guys, and they expect to be able to compete against a Georgetown team tonight. Eastview, their quarterback, Ty Blair, under second-year head coach Hall. Uh, Blair set a school record over 430 passing yards a week ago, so they're probably going to need some of that success through the air this week as they try to slow down Petter and this Georgetown offense on the ground this week. As That's our focus on the game. As far as outside the game, I don't know if we can get our news team on this. A bit of a debate as to who's (laughs) allowed to tailgate here. This is Georgetown ISD Stadium. Georgetown's the home team. East Future Fans Booster Club trying to tailgate here. They've so far not been allowed. We'll see if they're allowed to tailgate. That's our focus right now. Regardless, we'll have highlights of the actual game at 10 as well. Hmm. Oh, Noah. Okay. The drama.
1: I know. <laughs> On in Austin. Oh, the my <laughs> goodness. Okay, you notice that Noah did not complain about the he weather. Did not. Yeah, yeah, surprise, surprise. I,
4: I think he's getting used to this. <laughs> he's <laughs> getting used to this. <laughs> he's finally got used to Central Texas. That or the humidity just dropped like a rock in Austin. Uh, Dew points are now in the 50s, which uh, is pretty dry, although the temperatures are still near 90 where he is, uh, a little cooler in the upper 80s. For more Lorenzo Lorenz, A 360 cam from Westlake Hills. You can see some of the scattered clouds associated with the front continuing to leave. And clearing out our skies just in time for tomorrow's eclipse. I think tomorrow's going to be gorgeous, at least here. 90 still in Austin, but the air is drier. Dew points in the 50s is dry. Dew points in the 70s is real humid and that humidity just to the east of the front but now we're getting in on some of that drier air and it gets even drier than that as these dew points in the 30s start to plunge into central texas overnight tonight so the front is basically on top of us it is southeast of austin now and working its way through our eastern counties and hayes county too, bringing some of those scattered clouds and then behind it the air really dry but it is increasingly breezy you're gonna notice the wind here uh, whatever you're doing this evening or this weekend temperatures should be falling into the 70s by eight 60s at 11, and then look where we start tomorrow morning, about 58 or 59, although our eastern counties may not get out of the 60s. And then we're warm tomorrow, but cooler than average and much cooler than today's high of 93. We're going for only 80 here tomorrow. So the sky's continuing to clear. There may be a few lingering high clouds around during the evening hours, but then overnight and into tomorrow, uh, a decent amount of clear skies and sunshine, just a few early morning clouds. And then it's almost cloudless. rest of your weekend, both for Saturday afternoon and Sunday. Sunday starts clear and cool. It's still going to be a bit breezy both Saturday and Sunday, but you're going to love the temperatures when I show you them here in a second. Barely a cloud on Sunday as well. But for high school football games here kicking off this evening, you'll notice the wind more than anything uh, as the temperatures fall through the upper 70s to near 80 at kickoff. Mid-70s at halftime, low 70s by the end of the fourth quarter. Getting down to 58 with the clearing skies tonight, but the wind may... you know, wake you up a little bit in the middle of the night at times if it rattles anything around your house. For the solar eclipse here tomorrow, the general window of time is 10 to 2, but the best stuff is just before noon. 66 at 10, just a few clouds, mostly sunny at noon, 78 at 2, which is about as clear as we could hope it to be here for the weekend. There is a chance of rain in our near future, though. That comes next Thursday into Friday preference being for Thursday, looking like the day with the better chance of rain and the early outlook for rainfall. It's not super impressive, but it's something about a quarter of an inch to three quarters of an inch of rain coming over the next seven days, but mostly that's just Thursday and Friday. So how does our first morning weather seven day forecast look as we take you through the rest of the weekend? So Saturday, 80 breezy and mostly sunny Sunday, sunshine and 76. And then we've got Three days in a row with highs just in the 70s, which is cooler than normal, and full sunshine. So I know we need the rain, but this weather looks great. And then look at Tuesday morning. Lows in the 40s. We haven't had those at Camp Mabry since April 17th. Temperatures do warm up a bit next week, back into the 80s, ahead of that rain and cold front. 30% rain chances Thursday. They're down to 20% for Friday.
0: All right, Nick, thank you very much. For those of you looking for a getaway, cruises are often a great option. But as post-pandemic demand to set sail rises, well, so are prices. According to data from Cruise Critic, the average price of a five-night cruise in the Caribbean, Bahamas, or Bermuda will now cost you $736 per person in December. That's 37% higher than a year ago and 43% more than December of 2019. Cruise lines continue to say they offer great values for vacation.
1: Border bills passed in the Senate what it means for people who cross into a Texas illegally.
0: Ahead tonight on Nightly News, Israel's ultimatum to people living in the north of Gaza, the clock ticking for them to get out. Also, I meet the American families who evacuated this neighborhood after days of living in a line of fire. Ahead on Nightly News. The Texas Senate passed new legislation that would make illegal entry into Texas from Mexico a state crime. Currently, illegal crossings are handled by the federal government, so that means migrants caught crossing illegally by DPS would be handed over to federal authorities. But Senate Bill 11 would change that, allowing Texas law enforcement officers to make the arrests. In a statement, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick said once again that Texas must take matters into its own hands due to what he sees as a lack of action by the Biden administration. GOVERNOR ABBOTT'S OFFICE SAYS TEXAS HAS busted MORE THAN 55-THOUSAND MIGRANTS OUT OF TEXAS SINCE APRIL OF 2022.
1: UAW PRESIDENT SEAN Fain IS GIVING AN UPDATE ON THE ONGOING STRIKE AGAINST AUTOMAKERS. Fain DID NOT ANNOUNCE AN EXPANSION OF THE STRIKE AGAINST THE BIG THREE TODAY, BUT HE SAYS THEY ARE PREPARED TO CALL ON MORE LOCALS TO STAND UP AND WALK OUT AT ANY TIME.
5: WHEN I TELL ALL OF YOU MEMBERS TO BE READY TO STAND UP, I MEAN IT. WE'RE NOT WAITING UNTIL FRIDAYS ANYMORE. We're not sticking to one pattern or one system of giving these companies an extra hour or an extra day. They know what needs to happen and they know how to get it done.
1: And he also encourages UAW members and allies to join a picket line tomorrow for one full month of the strike. Well, here's a look at what's coming up on KXAN tonight. There's an NBC News special airing at 7 p.m. Hoda sits down with Jada Pinkett Smith, who is revealing the truth about her relationship with Will Smith. And that's followed by a new dateline at 8 p.m., which leads into KXAN News at 10.
0: Or you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. Here's where to find us.